0: Even interviews are all about capturing people's diverse passions and special skill sets. Bob Garlick and Andrew McGivern chat with local and international specialists to find out what
1: they do and why they do it.
0: Hey everybody, it's Bob Garlick here and I've got Andrew, my crazy co-host on a hangout tonight because we want to try something different. I love my hangouts because we can see everybody. Um, Andrew, who do we got uh, for interviewing today?
2: well we are interviewing mavens from around the world and we've got a Canadian maven here and he's a well he's a Canadian tech celebrity Eve Dotto a technology expert he's he's a broadcaster he's been on TV shows he's been on radio shows and now he's got an online show and he is a tech expert he loves this stuff and we're going to talk all about broadcasting yeah i
0: think we're definitely going to nerd out today for hey sure
2: social media age <laughs>
1: hey steve how's it going it is going spectacularly what what weather we're having here. oh
0: it's amazing my kids yes. say, what's going to happen today is it's going to be sunny get out
1: get out yeah it's like, yeah <sighs> it's, uh, we're just not used to that here in vancouver but oh it's shocking. we'll take it for a while yeah we'll yeah. take it for a while
0: <laughs> no kidding uh, we got some awesome uh, subjects for tonight. Uh, I wanted to talk with you about uh, broadcasting in, in the social media world and also about uh, the technology used in broadcasting, how that's changed. Which one do you think fits
1: first? Well, let's talk about the technology because, you know, just Yay. as you, uh, as, you uh, as you start with that, you know, I'm, I was uh, – I, I do uh, – for 15 years, we, we hosted – we produced a, our TV show here in Canada. And uh, so we were uh, – Back in the day, I can remember my first few years doing the show, I mean, we were still shooting on tube cameras. Uh, You know, we had a a three-camera shoot with a floor director, live cameraman on the set. And uh, to produce a half-hour of uh, how-to technology show, which which we did, we did a half-hour show every week, Uh, we had probably 14 people in the studio working on the show. And then as the show went through editing and post-production all the way through to distribution, maybe another 10 or 12 people touched each episode. Probably cost us, and we were a really conservatively priced show, probably cost us somewhere in the neighborhood of $40,000 per episode to build each show. Uh, so about a half a million dollars for a season. Uh, and that was good money. I mean, that was that was an efficient show in those days. Um, and I stopped doing the TV show three years ago. In my last season doing it, we were all robotics cameras. The, 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 the crew that worked on the show was down to maybe four or five in the studio. Uh, only one or two people touched it in post-production before it went through. Uh, and now I produce the same content, not the same quality, but the same content. I do myself with a Mac sitting in front of the <laughs> Mac I'm speaking to you on right now, using a using a simple piece of of screen sharing software. And I and I build the the little seven or eight minute demos that I used to do on TV that used to take me half a day to produce. I do them in about two hours by myself. Now the quality is not quite as good, but the content is the exact same. Isn't that amazing?
0: Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's. As long as you got good audio and, and you got relatively okay video, it's the content. I mean if you've got yeah. crappy content it doesn't matter how good your production is.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I think I think w- that we, we lose a little bit. I mean, you know, people, like, people that come from a broadcast background might have a slightly different appreciation for, uh, you know, where you should spend your energy, the things that you should do. I, I've, been, uh, I've been on a bit of a voyage of discovery lately, looking at what's happening in the online webinar and seminar world, trying to kind of figure out if I can carve out some space there for myself. And so I've been taking a ton of online seminars and webinars and looking at what people are doing and the technology that they're using. And they do a great job with content but they could pay a little bit of attention to the to the to the visual side. They could spend a little bit of attention to, you know, just the the, the broadcast side of the story and uh, a little bit of extra attention to detail there would probably up the ante a fair bit as far as the as far as the overall feel of quality of their product.
2: Yeah, so, I, I I agree with you as a podcaster that does audio. Uh, you know, Bob and I do the Bunker show and we do take audio fairly seriously. Yeah. And um, but you've got all these other, you know, Platforms out there like Blog Talk Radio who encodes your audio your your audio files at less than AM quality. Yeah, just it sounds horrible. And, and if you're trying to listen to a Blog Talk Radio show while you're on public transit or on a busy street, uh, you just move on to the next show. So, I agree that that you do need to have at least a minimum standard of quality, but uh, at the same time. Uh, I don't think that what you're doing is really it's not $40,000, $40,000 less valuable than than what you used to do.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, I, I don't know what the dollar value is. I mean I certainly don't make the same kind of money off of the shows that I did. You know, as now it's a, a little bit of AdSense revenue attached. But it sure gives me a lot of control. It allows me to, you know, bang off something, you know, the day it happens. You know, a new uh, Google released their new tabbed um, interface in Gmail you know, what was that, about six weeks ago, eight weeks ago? And I had a video up on that within, you know, a day. You know, as soon as I kind of figured it out myself, I, I was able to put a video up. That kind of responsiveness is, you know, that that there, there's a lot of value there that, you know, we didn't have back in the day.
0: Well, it definitely changes, the, like, the, the, the response time for sure. And I think the quality that you get these days um, with this um, production value that is, totally adequate for the way it's been streamed mostly on youtube i think people experience stuff and on their little mm-hmm. tiny uh portable devices it's all about great relevant content that has value so for a broadcaster that's been you know doing it for a long time how much time are you spending researching and finding out the the topics compared to actually producing
1: oh um you know the topics tend to fall in my lap for the most part you know you kind of look at that you know as as apps are being released or you know just the uh the, the the incessant flow of social media that river of information flowing through twitter and through facebook and through linkedin brings you know brings all of the issues into focus pretty quickly and pretty sharply uh you know figuring out uh figuring out the software is the, is pretty much the same you know it's just kind of diving into the software and making sure you go you know a couple of feet deep one of the challenges i think we have as a society is Um, The disposable nature of our technology, the fact we've got all this free or freemium software, means that we, typically speaking, people who try out software and try and use different apps and stuff like that, don't engage with the software to the level that they used to when they used to have to buy a piece of software. And I think there's a net detriment to us for that reason. There's a perceived value. If you get a free piece of software, if you're looking for a new task manager and you download Asana, which is an amazing task manager, but it's free. It's free for up to 30 users. It's an amazing deep application that's free for up to 30 users. So you try it out and you don't figure it out in the first five hours. You go on to the next thing. Now, so you, so the pursuit of productivity gets in the way of actually getting getting anything done in that particular case. And the, so the bottom line for the end user is they never manage to master any one particular piece of technology or one particular piece of software because we're too busy flitting from one piece to another. Now I know you know we're we're supposed to be talking more about about the broadcast tools and all that sort of stuff. But uh, you know you the the idea that that you know we we don't engage in technology to the depth that we used to is is I think something that really costs us a lot. And you know in this in our space here you know doing podcasting and doing video we've got a lot of people that just you know buy a USB microphone. And recorded in iTunes, or recorded in GarageBand, or record you know just using a, just using the very surface level of audacity or something like that. Never bother looking at the little things that turn uh, an okay product into a quality product, and not understanding downstream what it means to people listening. We're trained to enjoy good quality. We, we appreciate good quality video. We stay with it longer. We, we learn more from it. Good audio is, is restful to listen to. It's not work. You're talking about the degrading of the audio signal, and, and if you listen to it on public transit, the reason people don't want to listen to it in that particular case is they have to work hard and think, and all that extra processing power that has to go into trying to try figure out what they're saying and trying to interpret it amongst the background noise or if it's not clear that all goes away when we can produce a high-quality audio or high-quality video product that's that's well-framed and well-explained for me my biggest things that drive me crazy when I look at other people's work if if, if I if, you know if it's good quality content and I'm not and I, and I see that they've missed the boat is sound as we've talked about but spending a little bit of energy on lighting you know just lighting you know even just in 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 this particular environment we're in today a few, a couple of cheap lamps, you know, just thrown on you, that that just, you know, bring your you out of the background a little bit. What a difference it makes! And it drives you, me crazy when it's not there.
0: Well, do you think that's because you know the, people aren't conscious of it? You know, I was I was hiking yeah. with some people, and they say, Bob, what's the secret to photography? And I say, being able to see light. And they say, well, what does that mean? I said, well, if you look at the scene in front of you, you don't see that there's this light, and that light is brighter than the light around. It. You see, oh yeah, there's a nice. There's light there, but you don't comprehend it. And if mm-hmm. you don't comprehend it on a technical level, you don't say, Okay, I'm gonna stop down my camera to balance for that light and the rest of the forest is gonna go dark and it's gonna make this wonderfully moody shot. You're just gonna yeah. get an average shot on auto that looks terrible.
1: Yeah. So I, I it is people don't appreciate it. They don't know how much they don't know how much effort goes into doing it right because they've never done it right. You know, back in the day when we did the T V show, we were in a controlled environment, in a studio that you know, three weeks before we started recording the show, the technical crew moved in. They built the set, and then for a week before the show, they light, they lit the set, and I'm sitting there in the studio working away on stories, working away on my on my demos, and I'm getting called into the studio three, four times, uh, sometimes a day to stand here stand here move over here walk this way cuz they want to see how it looks and there's no cameras running it's just the it's just the tech looking at the lighting looking at shadows looking at glare looking at the you know how uh, how even the lighting is and in, in the in the effect that they want and then I'd go away and then come back tomorrow and then after all that preparation when we're recording we would spend at least out of an 8 hour shoot an hour and a half waiting on lighting changing things around, switching up the lighting a little bit, tweaking it. That was the kind of effort that they put in. Now I didn't appreciate that from a, from a <laughs> me waiting around cause I was always waiting for lighting, but it gave me an appreciation for how important it is in the storytelling process as far as the visual side of it.
2: Andrew, what do you think about lighting? Oh yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. And, and, um, you mentioned photography and uh you have a little trick with smartphones just angling the phone right to get the light into the lens right
0: yeah i mean i you, you, when you're using a lot um uh, it's basically understanding that the that your smartphone camera isn't very smart and if you want to have a nice rich blue sky you just have to tilt the camera up so it, it's got mostly sky so it's getting a reading off the sky and then you get a really beautiful blue sky most people don't know that so you have to get up like a a black foreground with a uh, overexposed guy or an underexposed guy with a light for it I mean it's it's you can only have one one or the other you can't have both well,
1: Go I ahead. got a question so, for you guys since I've never talked to any other podcasters really mm. about what they do so how did you guys build out your system for doing this sort of a podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you, you let, tell them what we do at the bunker show that's pretty funny
2: okay so we started this show about three years ago called the bunker project yep yeah. We started off. Uh, I had a small mixing board. Uh, we, we had four XLR inputs, and we came up with this idea: we're going to talk technology, social media, in a bar
1: while we're drinking beer. Awesome and, idea! Yeah, what how, could go wrong? So, what, why are you inviting me to the show now? <laughs> what,
0: what's
1: going on? Well, well still, you
0: can you can come to that show
2: too. <laughs> it's, it's coming Wednesday. You're 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 invited. Okay. Yeah, so what we do is we take over the back room of this bar and it started off with, you know, four mics and uh, peop- more and more people started coming. So we ended up uh, upgrading the mics to, an, or to the mixer, to an eight mixer mic. And we got uh, we got headset amps so that everybody in the room gets headsets. And uh, we do, uh, we record a, a Google Plus Hangout uh, on air, broadcast it to YouTube. Uh, we got, we, we ended up, uh, instead of carrying all this equipment on our backs into the, uh, and stands, and it was just like this nightmare. It's about a half, yes. It's a lot of stuff. I the bar, sweating, like because I've got all this gear on my back. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got school lockers, and uh, we got them on Craigslist. So we got these two school lockers sitting in the back of the bar with all our, you know, our mixing. Oh, isn't that stuff. awesome? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really cool show. It's 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 not for everybody. It's a little bit uh, crazy. crazy.
1: Yeah we go well, and beer, you got beer and a bunch of guys talking it's gonna it's gonna it's Oh, gonna we, got it. we got girls too we got girls too to a bunch Wait. of folks talking yeah
2: exactly canadians uh,
1: so, so you record it so not you record it you record it to a, a local pc or a local mac and then you and then you do nope.
2: a digital recorder we record into a okay. yeah. recorder yeah and no, so, just a line feed into the digital recorder okay yeah, yeah. and it's simultaneously being recorded onto youtube uh, as a video show Yeah, like as as Google Hangout.
0: So what's interesting? My favorite thing is when we have a new guest come and say, "Hey, just come to the back bar." Now this isn't a fancy bar; it's at the Barclay Hotel. You come downstairs. It's 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 very bunker esque, low ceiling, very dark. And you come in, and you can't see us. There's nobody there except for the bartender and a couple of regular barflies, and uh, some uh the bunker show. And she's oh yeah, she opens up the back door. She takes you behind the the bar where the staff are supposed to be to another door that's covered with blankets and then suddenly there's this huge room with cables and mics it's like a CBC studio it's like what it's, this is too much
2: it's, uh, cool. the show behind the curtain yeah <laughs> so you know, we yeah hang, uh, we hang moving blankets up in order to help with the uh, keep the sound out of the, from the bar we don't mind a little bit of sound and actually um, yeah a little ambience yeah a little bit of ambience it creates um, you know an atmosphere but uh, when the, there was a flood uh, or a water pipe burst or something like that, and they had to move a bunch of the furniture out of the, the hotel rooms and down into the room that we normally use, they, uh, we couldn't use that room, so we were actually in this front atrium. And it was a lot louder there and it actually didn't sound bad. Didn't sound bad, but it was distracting because everybody was
0: walking down Robson the street. They're saying, Whoa, what's going on? Cause it's like, Oh, we're, we're like fish in a glass bowl. And everybody's he's mm. waving at people, it was fun. I mean, there was some gorgeous girls going by, so I, I didn't mind.
2: Anyways, yeah, that's basically what we do. So we started off, uh, just ordering, uh, equipment here and, and there and ended up, uh, you know, with a small little, you know, studio set up to, to uh, you're quite a large it's way. a pretty big
0: studio <laughs> setup now yeah that's for sure um broadcasting in the social media world i want to, you touched on a little bit steve how are you using social media to get the word out because you, you know you, you're doing some of your research obviously you're getting uh tips yeah. uh or discovering stuff online but how are you getting the word out
1: you know it's uh, pretty much organic at this point it's yeah. uh when I when I finished doing the TV show, I still had a, I had a pretty strong mail list that I never really used uh, very effectively. While we were doing the TV show, I never really kind of uh, was into figuring out what was going on with uh, with, with it, doing a newsletter or anything along that line. So as a, when I stopped doing the show, and I realized I still wanted to remain engaged with my audience base, if I could, I had about fifteen. I know I had about a twenty-five thousand strong email list, Ooh, and nice. uh, I sent it out. I, I started sending out emails and newsletters uh, when I started doing this uh, the new radio show. And I found about ten thousand addresses or, or uh, people um, uh, uh, unsubscribed almost right away. Uh, so, but then I was left with just over fifteen thousand or so. And so, for me, that's still a golden list. I mean, that's you know that's I've got anywhere between a twenty-five and forty percent open rate uh, of kind of reaching out to people. And it's it, it's a great it's a great way to you know remain in touch with the, with the people kind of across the country. But lately, I've been doing so much more just in Facebook and. LinkedIn a little bit, but Facebook, uh, my my Facebook page, uh, I don't know. See, technically it sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> it was the worst Facebook fan page on the planet, and I knew I had to do something about it. And uh, but I I just I couldn't get my head around you know how you use this tool. Or how I would use this tool, um, and uh, so. But uh, then I was I was in Victoria at Social Media Camp. Yeah, awesome. Uh, last year, and I was emceeing. Uh, I was emceeing the uh, the Social Media Awards, and I was stuck at a table. Not stuck at a table, but I was put at a table with a uh, with a woman named Mary Smith, who is uh, kind of a Facebook queen. She's uh, she does all these uh, online workshops around Facebook, and she really knows her stuff. And she, she just did a a workshop that I took online. Fifteen thousand people attended her online uStream. I mean, good lord. Uh, and so I said okay I'm gonna sign up for your course Mari, so I signed up for her course for like 200 bucks to teach me how to use, uh, and it teaches all small business people how to engage with Facebook a lot more and it's there's some really compelling and interesting things and I gotta admit I kinda looked at it at the beginning I didn't take it a hundred percent seriously you know I I took it mostly seriously I mean I spent the money, I was going to do the things but I didn't really think that I would find much value myself in it I thought it would be kinda trite that would be the best word for it I thought it might be a little bit trite but I gotta say it's it's been a lot more fun and it's been a lot more empowering and a lot better communication with my uh, I hate using the word fan base, but that's what Facebook calls them, right? The fan base. Um, much better than I ever thought it would be. So I'm, I'm finding that I'm able to push a lot more stuff into that channel. It's growing quite rapidly, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that communication. My main effort when I st- stopped doing the TV show was the last year or so I've been trying to build up my YouTube channel, which I'm sure, sure you guys have got a lot of experience in yourselves, and that has been slow going. But steady. It's uh, you know I produce these videos. I produce one new how-to video every week, and I've grown from about 800 followers there to just about 5,000. I'll top 5,000 in the next week or so, and uh, that's there's some nice progress there. So every time I post a video now, it's getting viewed you know between a thousand and four or five thousand times, and and I'm I'm starting to feel some really nice traction as far as that goes. But it's been completely organic and paying attention to the little things they say, like asking you know putting a putting a, a message in the in the video, asking people to subscribe. You know, it, it, when you, that's the thing about social media. That's probably the for anybody that's into doing any social media marketing at all and trying to grow their brand at all online, the most important thing, ask.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, say, please, hey, like me. Be, be mm-hmm. like Sally Field. Please like me, like me. But <laughs> doing those things makes a big difference. People will click on like if you ask them. They will subscribe if you ask them. But if you don't ask them, they might really watch, and they might watch every video, but you won't know that they're there. They'll be a number one, but they won't be a subscriber, which makes that much more difference.
0: You you have to have a call to action.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Another good tip is putting a link back to your website as the very first thing in the description of the video.
1: Oh, you know what I've reached? I've reached the point with YouTube that I can put a link in my video to my website. Uh, Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's That's nice. The embedded link, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. there, there is there is uh, it's only the very special people that get to do that. Not everybody gets to do that. <laughs> but uh, but I must be better than the rest because now I'm allowed to. <laughs> but holy cow, I was you know I was with a, another Vancouver guy that does some really good stuff online. His name's Brooks Duncan. He does all of the uh, he does all of the uh, paperless office stuff. Brooks is a, he understands paperless office and all those scanners and all that technology like nobody's business. And we were doing a workshop together in Victoria. And on the way back was when I got notified that I uh, we were on the ferry on the way back. And I said, hey, Google just sent me an email saying that I can now do embedded links. And he goes, oh, I've had that for about two weeks. He says, but I can't figure out how to do it. So we sat down on the whole ferry ride on the way back. And mm-hmm. we we basically we tag teamed our way through it because it was not an easy process to set it up.
0: Hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite piece of technology right now? Because mm-hmm. you are a bit of a a technophile, as they would say.
1: What really what do I really like right now? That's a good that's a darn good question. My favorite piece of technology... I will tell you what's not Google Glass. I'm not I'm not You're thrilled not about thrilled. what's going to <laughs> uh, I don't like I'm really concerned about distractiveness, the, you know, the, the nature of distraction. Um what's my favorite piece of tech? You know, I've been I've been <laughs> the it's going to sound lame, but I'm rebuilding my website. If you go to my website, it, it's because it is lame. It's an old Drupal 6 site. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've finally decided to take on a lot more of the responsibility for doing it myself because I'm cheap. And uh, I have to say the tools that the average person has access to to build out a incredibly functional website using yeah. templates or, or frameworks in in, in say WordPress uh, and some of the, some of the different tools that are available there. I'm just continuously blown away with the different pieces of technology I can bring to the table using my, uh, you know, build it, build in myself that, that uh, again, it's kind of like doing the TV show in the past. You know, we, we used to have to have a whole team of people and spend a lot of money to do it. You just spend a little bit of time, work on it, and you can, you can do it yourself. Uh, that, to me, is, is really blowing me away these days.
2: Yeah. With WordPress, you can do pretty much anything with 20,000, you know, plugins sitting in the oh. repository there.
1: Yeah, and I found these frameworks. Uh, I didn't know they were there before. It's just, you know, I'm the tech guy. I'm really increasing my credibility. <laughs> but these frameworks, there's one called Headway. And the guys in Toronto that do um, Shopify, they have one called Themify. And they have WYSIWYG editors where you can actually click and drag elements around on the page. You don't have to you do not have to do it all in coding or in that kind of stuff. Uh, that is making it very approachable. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that. I tell you, the one thing, the one tool that I've just Really enjoyed using a lot is a uh, is a ticketing piece of software called uh, Eventbrite. I don't know if you guys have ever used yep. it, but Eventbrite to me, wow! Talk about a democratize a, a product that levels the playing field uh, for booking any sort of events. You know, and I see its application everywhere from high schools using it for their sporting events. You know, gaining control over people coming to. I was using it for live workshops. I've I'm helping a, a small theater company in Vancouver out, and we're using it for all of their ticketing now. Uh, it's just what, what a tremendous tool. Really easy to use, really robust. But it adds all these social media, all this social media juice every time you create an event on it. That's pretty impressive. So that to me is a is a is a tool that I've gotten a big kick out of as well. So so more than more than hardware, hard, hard for hardware to excite us anymore, isn't it? I mean, because you know, it's, <laughs> it's it's all pretty pretty darn good. It's now it's you know it's it's different software tools that I say, wow, what a cool tool. You know, yeah. it just allows me to do so much more than I ever thought I could do yeah. on my own.
2: We actually use Headway uh, for the uh, Maven Interviews podcast, or uh, yeah, site, and also uh, Uncensored Social Underground for the, the Bunker Show.
1: Mm. Okay, I love it.
2: Lexi. Lo- oh, yeah. It's so cool.
1: Well, it and it and it makes it so you know you I mean the what you do yourself and how you can modify the site and maintain the site yourself is is off the charts. I mean that's that's you, what a difference bet to to the old days. You know when you were trying to build you know we were trying to build stuff in HTML or whatever, right? where yep. you needed a team you know and you know the budgets for websites used to be what twenty thousand dollars for a reasonable website yeah even if you're paying for one outside now you know if you spend more than four or five grand you know you get a hell of a website for four thousand dollars these days yeah that's tying the, the e-commerce systems have you guys played with the square you know the square reader for uh that sca- one, yeah. <laughs> get somebody to give
2: me money so I can. Uh, so I the can first
1: time you actually take somebody's credit card, swipe it into your iPhone or your Android phone, put in a number, have them sign the screen, and all of a sudden the money goes into your account—that's a good day. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I wanted to ask you because um, technology has advanced. That, like, what you have in in your smartphone these days is the equivalent of what you had on a laptop four or five years ago.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: um, do we need any more power, or are we? actually underutilizing these devices and not really understanding the vastness of the technology in front
1: of us. Okay, we've got three geeks here. Do any of us know the processing power of the computer that we're talking into right now?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm well, okay, my, um, what do you call it? Uh, I use a Mac Tower and it's uh, 2.4 okay. 2. gigahertz. Okay, so you've
1: you got a Mac Pro and so you're the, 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 yeah, okay, so you've got it. So you know what, uh, I don't know what, I, I'm using an iMac, I don't know what the processor is in it, and I don't care. Yeah, I just you don't think about MacBook. stuff. I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, that's it the thing. It, we used to be feeds and speeds. I used to know. Ex- I mean, I know how much RAM I have because, mm-hmm. you know. I, you I, maxed I, it out, I didn't you? Out. Yeah, yeah, because that makes a difference to me. That's But that's not power. That's storage, and that's convenience. Mm. I don't know the processing power of it. You know, and, and, you know, I was at Samsung the other day, and they were showing me a bunch of their new notebooks. They're just awesome-looking notebooks, and they're telling me the feeds and speeds, and it's just like, it's it's Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 yeah. wah. Not that I don't respect the guys at Samsung. It's just I don't care about the feeds and speeds anymore. Yeah. You know, okay. Well, let me look at the screen resolution. Show me what the ports are. You know, how does it integrate with your other products in the line? Those are the things that make a difference to me. Uh, that that I you know they oh it's dual boot cool. It's the first dual boot computers I've seen off the shelf that boot in Windows and and Chrome. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a different you know, take. I noticed those things. Ask me what the processor is, couldn't tell you. I don't even know the manufacturer of the processor.
0: Well, you know, it, it's, I think what it is is it's stopped, it stopped to become technology. And it's become an appliance. Oh, just like we perceive our fridge and our toast. You go to your fridge and, and you, you say each fridge has a, um, a number like an 860 or 640 for the amount of energy that it uses in a year. And if you're Mm -hmm. buying a fridge, that's a pretty important number, but not a lot of people know that. Same thing with laptops and and, um, portable devices. You don't, a lot of times you just, you get it because your friends got it. If you're techie, I mean, what type of phone do you have, like an iPhone or an Android phone?
1: I've got a couple of phones. I've got a BlackBerry Z10 and my main phone is an iPhone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and I've got a, I've got a Nexus uh, 4 and it's fine. I mean, it, it does amazing stuff. So it's not like you have to buy all the same... Brand. Yeah, Andrew with his four phones. Never try and call Andrew. It's a nightmare. You know? <laughs> if you want to send him a what's, text... It's what, what's your phone. four phones, Andrew? What, 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 what was the next
2: one? It just looked like four because I uh, had uh, the... crazy case? Uh, flip, uh, oh, okay, flip. Oh, okay, Okay, But still, three phones. The Z10, uh, the iPhone uh, 4S. Yes. And uh, I've got a, the... A DLT, uh, I had the, an HTC phone, but it died, and I've got a... Um, Uh, DLG LTE uh, phone
1: right now too. Well, the one thing that I won't, the reason I won't switch off the iPhone is nobody else has uh, come up with as good a a, a tool as Siri and I know Siri's kind of been, you know, poo-pooed around a bit, but I don't like typing on any keyboard anymore Uh, and Siri I use for, I use dictation all the time. I use dictation on my computer now too. I dictate almost everything I write using the the voice dictation in the Mac Mm -hmm. and using Siri. And it, it, that is, you know, the the BlackBerry, the the uh, Android devices, none of them do as an efficient job uh, in the voice recognition as as the uh, as as you can do in iOS. And that's why I'm that's why I've got the 4S. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I paid to upgrade from the four. And I didn't. I'm not going to bother upgrading to the five. I'll wait till oh, the next one. then
2: you'll have to upgrade all your all your charging cables and
1: adapters. At some point, yeah, yeah, that's a pain in <laughs> the butt. Isn't
2: it? Oh, but uh. There's also a really cool app for iOS that they don't have. Well, there's apps that they don't have, but um, it's called Boss Jock Studio. Have you mm-hmm. heard of it? No. Uh, what it is is it's uh it's put out by the same owners of Libsyn, which is
1: a, a Yeah, the, the 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 is that who hosts your podcast? Yeah, before, uh,
2: not this one. We're using uh what is
0: it, uh, Blueberry sure. for this one, but our um Uncentred social underground bunker show is is uh, Libsyn.
1: Okay, I'm on Podbean. I use it which is a Canadian based mm-hmm. in Montreal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, they're, they're good, but they, they're also nuts. These guys, they upgrade their <laughs> servers in the middle of the day. I just, uh, I, I nice. they, they did it. I'm going, what the hell are you doing? Well, maybe all maybe most of their customers are in Europe. I It could be, you know. It, it could be. I mean, they've recently updated their interface, and it's really nice. It used to be pretty clunky. The problem with here's a tip for anybody that's listening and thinking about doing their own podcast, and you guys will know this. Number one rule when you start doing your own podcast is you – really do your research before you decide your podcast provider because making a change at any point after you started your podcast oh, might be the hardest thing you ever do yeah yeah, yeah it's serious
2: especially oh. if you if you use a all you can eat everything done for you service they then own your RSS feed so
1: and if, I did uh, until two weeks ago I did my own RSS feed I would code wow. it myself Wow. I sucked at that, <laughs> I would make a lot of mistakes, and so it wasn't until Podbean upgraded their service that I said, okay, I like how it's, it's coming together now, so now, although you know the mystery, the world of iTunes mysteries, you guys can solve this one for me, maybe I can't, right now I have two identical iTunes feeds up, I don't know how, you go and look at oh. Dott- Tech Radio, there's two of them, they look the exact same, but only one of them is updating all the time, the other one up- updates sometimes. Could somebody explain that to me?
2: Oh, my God. No. Well, you
1: submitted two feeds. So there's two... Somewhere there is two uh, XML files floating around that iTunes is looking at. So I, I very gingerly sent an email to iTunes saying... Here's the two feeds. This one's good. This one's bad. Can we get rid of the bad one without getting rid of the good one, please? So and I don't know whether they're going to do it or not for you me. You must
2: have submitted the, the, the one that you encoded yourself as well as your site feed.
1: I think we did. I think what I was about to switch over, we read a, 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 an FAQ that said what you do is you just redirect it by pointing it at a redirect. So the uh-huh. first line of the XML is a redirect. We yeah. did that, but I don't know where it is anymore. I don't know where it lives online. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> but yeah.
2: the good thing about WordPress is that uh, it has a built-in RSS feed so you don't you don't need to encode anything and and with the the blueberry uh, powerpress plugin uh, you can make your feed podcast ready right out of the box so it's it's cool yep so, that's why we're playing uh, with it
1: Yep. So okay, because I've always just recorded it separately and then uploaded it, and then I bring it over to into my Drupal site. So, so you're saying that you actually build everything uh, that you actually do. You do the upload right from your WordPress site? Yep. No, you
2: you, you, put can... the uplo- you upload it into your hosting plan, but you mm-hmm. put the link into your in, attach the link. It's kind of like attaching it as an enclosure.
1: Oh, and and then that creates the RSS feed. That right. creates. But, oh, God. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. No. He's
2: yeah, like,
0: ah, run away. Be
1: quiet, Andrew. Be quiet. Don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> Actually, not... the way we it, got it set up it, now
0: you, is you can upload wow. it straight on, on from WordPress. So that wow. was that blew me away because I was looking at it and it says, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you want to upload the file? I said, oh, okay. And boom, there it is.
2: So, okay, fine. That's, yeah, that's so. So. <laughs> because the hosting company uh, owns that plugin. So exactly. It's pretty... oh, and not only that. Uh, do you tag your mp3 files before you put them up so they so that it shows up in mp3 players with the name of the show and all that kind of stuff
1: I uh, think so. So it's your meta yeah. tags yeah
2: if you do that you yeah can, like do it you could do it in iTunes or you could do it in
1: yeah it's all done in iTunes yeah with mp3 tag well it's done it's done in podbean as it goes up
2: okay well that's it, what it, was,
1: it strips the tags out of the out of the post as I build it
2: right and then you put in your new ones yeah right? yeah that's yeah. Cool. Well, that's, that's what, uh, Libsyn will also or sorry uh, yeah uh, PowerPress will also do. You can tag your MP3 files right in, oh, in WordPress.
1: It's yeah. amazing. It is I'm, cool. take, I'm oh. taking that the listeners of this particular show are all geeks like us.
0: Yeah, oh. it's like, they're all glazed over by now. This is has been not, highly technical. The, the last 15 minutes it. has been
2: like, wow, great. Guys, so, uh, we're well, at 30... Well, a, a digression because I started off talking about a uh, an app and we did all this whole... Oh.
1: Yeah, I was going to do a search for that app. What was it called?
2: called Boss Jock Studio.
1: Boss yeah, what it Jock is, Studio. Boss Jock Studio.
2: Yeah. So what it is is it's it's like an iPhone or iPad uh, podcast recording studio in a box. Mm-hmm. It's just everything is there. You can record directly onto uh, your into your iPhone speakers, or you can get a little attachment. I have it here somewhere. It's a, it's, it's a Tascam attachment that just plugs into the iPhone 4 or 4S. It mm-hmm. uh, gives you the same quality speakers uh, of a Tascam digital recorder. And... Um, and Speakers can, or mic? No, mic. It's a mic.
1: A oh, oh, mic, for, okay.
2: For, yeah, not, not microphone. Okay. Quality so microphones as your task cam digital recorder. And it's got little sliders and it's got buttons. Like yeah, I see.
1: That. I'm looking at it here. It's yeah, very nice.
2: cool. Now, you got to
0: remember, Andrew loves his technology. So, every couple of weeks, he'll be, Bob, 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 this is the most amazing, new, cool thing. We're and and if you follow this guy, you'll go nuts.
2: Yeah, but you know so, what? I think I'm suffering from that disease you were referring to later. Like, I get all this stuff, and then I'm like, move on to the next one. And I don't yeah.
1: Even yeah. A like hopping, skipping, you, and a jumping. A little bit of ADHD going on there. Yes.
0: <laughs> Guys, uh, cool. we're going to wrap up the show right now. Thank you very much for listening to our patient audience. Even though we went down an amazing tech rabbit hole, there was some awesome information there. Just ask your tech buddies to listen to the show and translate it for you. Steve, thank you very much for spending some time with us. And I think we're going to invite you to have you come on another show. How's that sound?
1: I'd love to. Uh, Twitter, at DottoTech. Follow me. Aha! Good Dotto one. And self serving. So,
0: hey, at Bob Garlic. Absolutely. And at, was it cat. Andrew? Uh, what, what are you these days? At podcast hero. That's right. That's an awesome podcast. One. Hero. I know he's got podcast heroes.com. Turn out to
1: be a podcast hero <laughs> Get along with a beautiful girl. Oh my, no, it's
2: more like a uh, jukebox hero. <laughs> Pop- <laughs> hero. <laughs> All right, thanks ladies and gentlemen, thanks.
0: Screen. Yeah, oh hey, uh, what well, if well, people want to call in and uh, ask a question? We'd love you to do
2: that. What's the number, Andrew? 1 636 1474.
1: Which phone is that, Andrew?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's phone our number five, Bunker Project, and uh, Maven Interviews feedback line. Yeah, that's it's one of those virtual phones. It's a very awesome system.
0: Anyways, for me, it's a fond adieu. Moi aussi. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show, and I'm sure you will love our next guest. But until then. Visit the website at maveninterviews.com for more information and links to iTunes, Twitter, and other social media platforms. If you would like to leave a message, please call 1 877 636 1474. You never know, it might be you featured on the
1: show.